This is the Your Dollars Making Sense podcast, brought to you by Jamie Blanton with Jacob Title, Bales Property Management and Home Building, SHH Mechanical, and Boyle's Tax Service. Hey everybody, Richard Nice here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Your Dollars Making Sense, where financial intelligence is the key to financial freedom. I hope you guys are having a great Saturday. If you're listening to us live on WKUL at 10 a.m., if you're listening to us on Spotify or iHeartRadio at whatever time, we appreciate your support. Keep listening. We hope that we're giving you some value each and every week. Um, one thing we're going to be talking about today is um, actually saying no. We're going to talk about saying no. We're going to talk about generalist versus specialist. Uh, and we're going to talk about keeping your motivation up. It's, it's hard as a small business owner. It's hard as an investor, um, especially in these times of uncertainty, uh, to stay motivated, stay moving forward. Um, there's, there's so many people that want you to contract. Uh, they want you to, to sit back and, and be scared and see what's going to happen. And I'm a firm believer in taking action, being proactive. Like I said, my name is Richard Nice. I'm a local real estate broker here in North Alabama for Weikert Realtors, the space place uh, up in Huntsville, Alabama. We sell commercial real estate, residential real estate, pretty much anything you can imagine. Uh, my credentials, we've got, um, uh, I think we're getting close to a couple million dollars in real estate now that we own. Um, well, when I say we own, we have, um, we own, it's in our name. Obviously, we're paying bank notes and things like that. So, so when we when we start talking about investing, I try and be the reference point from a real estate side. The reason I started this show about a year ago was because I consistently uh, have people ask me, "Hey, I, I want to invest in real estate. I want to invest. How do I invest my money and make the most out of it? I want to quit my job. I want to have financial freedom." Uh, I've heard it several, several different times, and you can talk to a lot of those people if you want. Reach out to them in the Coleman, North Alabama area, um, and and ask them my response. And my response isn't, hey, let's just go buy some rental property. My response is, let's figure out a plan. Let's figure out what your risk tolerance is, and let's go from there. I love real estate. Real estate's been a great thing for me. Um, I've taken the Burr strategy, which we've talked about in earlier sessions. If you want to look back and listen to us on Spotify and iHeartRadio, you'll hear some of the the Burr strategies where we buy a property, uh, we we renovate it, we refinance it, uh, and we rent it out. Basically, it's a way to keep your money and your property once you've done the equity. A lot of people like to flip properties, and we've done flip properties as well. We bought a property, done some work to it, turned around and sold it and made a profit. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, that's one strategy. There's pros and cons. One of the cons is that you have to pay taxes on that. Um, so how do you avoid that? Well, we can talk about 1031 exchanges. We can talk about a lot of different strategies to keep from paying taxes on it. Uh, but when you do settle that, there's there's a chance that you, I mean, there's not, not a chance. You will pay taxes on it unless you offset with a loss from something else. So flip properties are good. Rental properties in general. Hey, I want to buy a turnkey operation. I want to make X amount of dollars per month. I want to have it managed by somebody else. Uh, and that's that's where we're going to go with it. Well, that's a great opportunity as well. It depends on how much cash you have. Do you have 20% down on a bigger property? Are you willing to let that sit for a long time and just generate cash flow while you work another job? I mean, there's lots and lots of opportunities out there. And that's just the real estate side. We've had professionals come on uh, that are real estate, not real estate, that are investors. They are um, uh, stockbrokers. People come on and talk about tax accounting, talk about starting your own business. There is no one way. There's so many ways. We live now in a land and a time of opportunity. 
there's opportunity everywhere uh, to start a new business. And, and, you know, I'll tell you this over the past five years, um, my perspective has shifted from real estate, real estate, real estate to, you know what, there's a lot of a lot more upside on the front end to start your own business. Uh, there's so much more. If you put a process and a product in place at that point, you can make a lot more money than you would just buying real estate. But there's potential in all areas. So I always try to invest in myself. You got to know yourself. I wanted to get into real estate. Uh, I started real estate sales about five years ago, and I wanted to get into it to learn about real estate investing. And we successfully done that. We've got flip houses. We've got uh, land that we're developing. We've got spec houses that we're building to sell. Uh, we've bought apartment complexes. And I've also got um, storage facilities. Um, we've got commercial rental space. I mean, there's so many different avenues you can diversify in um, just in real estate. So as you look through, as you listen, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we want to give you the opportunity to gain financial intelligence because I do believe that financial intelligence is the key to financial freedom. You've got to know and understand what you're investing in. Otherwise, handing it off is a great risk. You're, you're giving your entire savings, your entire um you're giving money and time to somebody that you trust to help you, um, and people are flawed. So why not at least have a baseline understanding and keep keep people honest? That's the biggest thing. Know what you're talking about. You don't have to be the expert in anything, but you at least need to know where your money's going. Don't just hand it over to a financial advisor with, with no knowledge at all. A good financial advisor will help you understand what you're investing in. Uh, most advisors don't just take a check and say, okay, I'm going to invest in what I think's best. They explain to you that process. So it's, it's so important to understand which, where your money's going. And that's why we started the show. So it's a longer intro than normal, but I think it's important to understand why, why I'm, I'm even speaking on the radio. Why I'm, am I on a podcast? Because I want to help people. You know, in our company, uh, the Richard Neese team, we believe in helping good people get to a better place. There's a lot of good people out there. You're good people. We want to help you get to a better place. And if that's giving you information on a radio show, that's what it is. If it's helping you sell your home, that's what it is. If it's finding a flip property or a great investment deal, then that's what it is. We've helped everybody from first-time home buyers to literally billionaires make more money. We're working on a deal right now with a guy that his family, uh, they're multi-billionaires. Uh, and he's bought properties with me. We've managed properties for him. And it's the same deal. I mean, he's got a much higher experience level, obviously. But I still hustled for him and I found good deals for him. And he made money off of it. And now he's selling. He's going to cash his profit out and move on to the next deal. So it, it, we're, we're not too big and we're not too small. We try and help everybody uh, that we can. Um, whether that's by us actually doing it or referring them to the right person. Which leads me into what we're going to talk about a little bit today. We're almost already coming up against a break, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a teaser. You can't say yes to everybody. I'm sure you've seen the the oh what's the comedian's name? Uh, yes Man. Uh, it's uh, it's it's a great movie. It talks about saying yes and, and bringing yes into um into your life. And when you're a no man, when you're a no person, and you say no to everything, then it shuts you off from life. But you can also look at the other side. And say, if I say yes to everything, it spreads me so thin 
So what do you say yes to? What do you say no to? On the other side of the break, we're going to talk about that. Hope you guys are having a great morning if you're listening to us on WKUL. Uh, thank you for all the sponsors, uh, Bales Property Management, Bales Home Builders. Thank you, guys. we got Jacob Title, Jamie Blanton. Thank you. Christy Bowles of Bowles Tax Keeping. And, and tax tax season's here. It's on us. So make sure you get that taken care of. we got so many great people that help us on a daily basis. Dreyers, uh, right next to the radio station in Coleman. Great food, great drinks. So thank you guys for making this possible, for allowing me to help good people get to a better place. Make sure you tune into the next segment. Hey, everybody. Richard Neese here with Weikert Realtors, the space place. Thank you for tuning in to Your Dollars Making Sense. We're proud to be able to to be on air, uh, WKUL, 10 a.m. this morning. We're proud to be able to help good people get to a better place. We're proud to be able to help people gain financial intelligence because that's how you get to financial freedom. So we're, we're talking about saying yes and saying no. So I've learned in, in the past five years, and a lot of people learn quicker than I do. I'm, I'm kind of slow at that stuff. Uh, you've got to learn to say no. I was talking to a good friend of mine yesterday, uh, Kevin Stapp with Stapp Home Builders, uh, and, and this guy has, has launched his career uh, from zero to 100 in a matter of a year. I mean, it's incredible to see um, see the skills that he's gained uh, and, and the way that he's growing his business very intentionally. And I'm jealous because he has learned early on to say no. He started about, I think, a couple of years ago is when he started the handyman business and then ended up rolling straight into being a home builder and has launched his career, building several houses at a time now. Uh, and he was, a, he was a police officer and a deputy sheriff, deputy sheriff first and then a police officer for Birmingham. He got injured and then realized that, you know what, I'm not going to be able to do this forever. I love helping people, but I can help more people and I can make a decent or good living by building houses. Or first it was repairing, doing repairs and, and remodels, and now it's building houses. And Kevin and I sat on the front porch, and I like to think that I'm his mentor, but he did some mentoring for me yesterday. Uh, just just helping me realize you can't say yes to everything. I love I love investing in people. Anybody that, that knows me knows that. My wife knows that. Um, I, I do it to a fault. If I see somebody that I feel has potential, then I'll put my money where my mouth is literally and try and help them every way I can. And I'll tell you, it doesn't always pay off immediately. I'll say that. Uh, it always gives me a sense of satisfaction when I see somebody like Kevin, um, who when, when we had a conversation, he was thinking, man, I just need to make some extra money uh, and ease my way out. And I challenged him. And now Kevin is doing incredible. Just had a new baby. Uh, they're, they're, they're kicking butt. Um, as far as the building goes, he's thinking bigger on the advertising side. It's great to see him grow. And, and it's really based on on reading books, talking to people, looking for mentors. He's done a great job doing that. And like I said, I think the, the student has passed uh, the, the teacher on this. He, he We were talking yesterday about one of his properties, and and we were talking about life and talking about uh, life situations and, and how it's it's amazing when when somebody is struggling that people turn their backs on you and, and they, they walk away. And, and you really find out who your friends are, just like the country song talks about. You find out who your friends are when, you, when you're stuck in the ditch on the side of the road way out in the middle of nowhere. Um, that's I, I've, I've been there. Uh, that, that's how I felt for, for a little while now. We had some struggles uh, financially between the coronavirus and some other stuff. Um, and, and then it seems like when one bad thing happens, ten bad things happen. But the great thing is that you really do find out who your friends are. And so we were talking about that, and I realized that maybe I'm saying yes to too many people. He said, Richard, I think that you are saying yes to so many people. You're doing so many things. You're spread thin, 
and you're not 20 anymore. Well, that kind of made me laugh. It's not that I'm an old man. I'm 32, but uh, it's just interesting because you only have so much energy. And it's hard. One of the things you'll learn uh, when you're young or when you're new or inexperienced, you have energy and vigor. Um, and I still have that energy, but now it's spread between 200 people instead of 10 people. So that's why we built out the Richard Neese team. It's so we can service more people at one time. But instead of servicing more people just in that side, I, I tend to pick up more real estate deals. I tend to pick up this, running the podcast. And he said, Richard, you got to find that that happy medium of saying yes and saying no. So like I said in the movie, Yes Man, uh, it's, it's constantly saying yes to everything and it creates more opportunity. But eventually you have to you have to use your head and you have to say no to some things. So by saying no, you're saying that my time is valuable. Now, no doesn't mean I won't help you. No might mean I'm going to help you by referring you to somebody that's better at this. Um, but when you expend all of your energy and all of your time, you've got to recharge. Well, it seems like I, I'm on recharge every two days because we have so much going on. So thinning out what you're good at or what you're not good at, kind of cutting that out and saying these are the things I'm really good at. It's so important in businesses. And you'll see this happen. Um, you'll see this happen with businesses. You know, Me and my wife have been watching – uh, businesses for a long time. Boutiques are uh, kind of infamous for this. Boutiques will start out great. You'll have some um, a mom, stay-at-home mom that, that's really good at design or really good at picking out cute kids' clothes, and she will start pulling stuff. And then it's awesome to see them be successful. So they're getting orders left and right, left and right, and then they, eventually they get spread so thin because they don't have the infrastructure or the background to, to set it up on automation. So now you've got problems with, well, I've got to have a life at home and I've got to have this. And they get mad because people aren't being respectful of their time. Uh, at the end of the day, you've got to know who your customer is. And then you've also got to be able to say, you know what? Enough money is enough. If, if time is important with my kids and I'm not going to build out an infrastructure, I'm not going to hire people to do this, then you got to say, OK, this is my limit. This is all we can do. I'm sorry. I'm going to refer you to somebody else. But what happens with these boutiques and it happens with me, too. Is, is you get overwhelmed, and if you don't build that system, then you finally lose all of your business because you couldn't handle more of your business. So think about that. I know there's somebody listening right now uh, that is thinking, golly, we're doing so good, but it seems like I'm running all the time. you got to take a step back, and you got to figure out, do I need to hire somebody else? Do I need to quit doing something that's not profitable? Do I need to take a step back and... Uh, build a system? Do I need to have a third party handle something that I hate? I mean, there's so many options on that. You don't have to be the be all and end all. I will say this. I learned this uh, a couple years ago. Um, people enjoy working with me and they buy me. They buy my brand. Uh, but at the end of the day, they're buying a house. So not to say I'm replaceable, but they, they're not buying me. But if they didn't need a house, they wouldn't be calling me. So if you're providing that service or a better service overall and you can find a way to do that and it not take up as much of your time, then at that point you become a business owner and not a solopreneur. And that's that was the hard thing for me to do. And I still struggle with it because I want to be the centerpiece. But you can only be the centerpiece for so long because at some point you've got 10,000 people or 1,000 people calling you. You don't have any time for your family. You don't have any time for yourself. That's burnout. That's breakdown. That's what leads to you shutting your whole business down because you hate it. So be a good business owner. Understand 
that you can't say yes to everyone. Saying no is the hardest thing to do for somebody that's successful because they want to uh, they want to help everybody. But what I've learned is um, saying no is so powerful because what happens when you say yes and you can't perform is you lose customers, you lose friends, you lose reputation. It's much easier to say no and say, look, I really want to, but we are so overwhelmed right now or we have so much business we wouldn't be able to service you properly. I'm going to refer you to somebody else. And I do this actually quite frequently. Um, there, there are certain categories of buyers and sellers that I'm not the best at. Now, one example is I will help you sell your property on the lake. I love lake property, um, but if, if it's all the way, let's say geographically, it's two hours away. Well, I'm not going to be able to service you as well as somebody in that area might service you. So I'm going to refer. I can sell stuff throughout the state of Alabama. But if you call me and ask me to sell something in Montgomery, I don't know that area. And it's so so much of a distance gap. My, my name recognition, my marketing doesn't go that far. So what I do is I refer it. I mean, that's that's plain and simple. If it's a certain commercial building and I'm not or industrial, that's a great example. If somebody's selling an industrial building, I don't have a ton of industrial experience. Will I do it? Yeah, I'll do it. But most of the time I'll refer it off to somebody else and I'll ask to, to learn from them. But that's their specialty. When you start knowing your customer, knowing what you do well, that's when you start succeeding. So we're coming up against the, the second break. Thank you guys so much for listening in on WKUL, on Spotify and on Heart Radio. Your dollars making sense. We believe financial intelligence is the key to financial freedom. Tune in for the third segment. Hey everybody, Richard Neese here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the third and final segment of Your Dollars Making Sense, where financial intelligence is the key to financial freedom. So we believe in helping good people get to a better place. And the way that we do that is um, through real estate transactions. It's through helping people find their, their new home. It's through helping them find rental property so they can achieve financial freedom. We've been doing this show for about a year now, uh, and, and I love doing it. I love having people on. I love talking about business in general. I ask my wife. She gets tired of hearing it sometimes. She wants to talk about something else. Um, but but it's it's great to see uh, people start their own business. It's great to see them thrive. It's great to see that, them get that contract, um, it's to get the sale, uh, whatever the case might be, to see the structures and the systems or hire that first employee. So I had a, had goals early on when I started that I wanted to hire people. Uh, and I wanted to service people. So with the, the heart, heart of a servant is what I, I like to think I have because we're constantly trying to help people. We want to help good people get to a better place. In the last segment, I talked about saying no to people. It's the hardest thing to do for me. Um, but if you if you're wise, if you respect your time, if you if you want to have a life, then it's not all about business. You've got to learn to say no. We've been trying to build out. Uh, um, infrastructure we've been trying to make it to where i can service more customers consistently uh provide a standardized level of service plus some because the 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 quality of service that you get in the real estate business especially real estate agents is is hit or miss you've got some that are absolutely great they they, they know the market they know people they're, they're good to be around they're trustworthy um but that's few and far between what i see is uh, whether you're in a small market like Coleman and Huntsville and Nashville, uh, the top 10% sell 80%, 90% of the real estate, uh, and then the rest of the folks kind of struggle for scraps. That's that's typically the standard because you've got people that take it serious as a business, uh, and then you've got people that this is a second job. So here's the question I ask everybody, and I'm not pitching my services to you today, uh, but you've got 
agents out there that aren't knowledgeable, that don't have a marketing plan, that don't know the law, that don't know real estate in general, that we are picking as customers to sell our houses. Why are we doing this? Well, because we know them. What does that mean? And we're taking one of the biggest investments, if not the biggest investment that you have, and we're saying, hey, you know what? You live next to me, so I think you can probably sell this house. Uh, would you do that with medical care? You know, I, I know you, and, I, you know, you kind of went to med school for a little while. Uh, you did okay. Um, so we're, we're going to send our kids to you so you, they, you can check on them and be our pediatrician. You don't do that, so why do you do that in real estate? That, that's a question that always bothers me. I have people that... Uh, that I talk to, they use my expertise. We, we discuss listing. Uh, and then a month later, I see that they've listed with their, their CrossFit buddy or, or one of their buddies from the, from the gym or one of their buddies from church. Look, if they do an exceptional level of service, if they provide that service for you, if they do a great job for you, I've got no problem with it. And it's not all about just sales either, because that's, that's something that's, um, if you want a personal touch, uh, and you got the, the top agent in the area that doesn't talk to you, I understand that too. But make sure there's a baseline, there's a minimum, uh, that you, you, you're working with somebody that can actually help you. It, it makes me sick to see somebody that overprices a house by $40,000 and it sits for a year, um, and it's because of the agent they picked. Or when somebody underprices a house, and, and here's what I say about underpricing house. The market corrects it, right? So you're going to get multiple offers. When you have an agent that only accepts the first offer, they don't want competing offers, and it's underpriced, you've just lost money. So all that money that you pay them for the, the commission, you that they've lost it, plus they've lost you more money you left on the table. What does that mean? Educate yourself. Interview my, and I encourage anybody that wants me to list their house, I encourage them to interview other people. See what they've got to offer. If it's just feel good and that's all you want, fine. But if it's truly a financial decision, you want an expert to take care of that. You're not going to let Joe Blow manage your money, so why would you let him sell your house? All right. So that, that's a little bit off topic. I wanted to talk about, um, professionalism i want to talk about we talked about saying no uh saying yes uh, but but i also want to reward people that do a great job i see agents that every day that do a great job and they don't get as many sales because their personality isn't what it should be like marketing wise they do a great job they get in front of the right people they get on on camera uh but you know what maybe they they don't have the last name that's coveted in the area it makes me sick to see that and then on the flip side, I mean, I see people that do excellent level of service. Um, they do it all by themselves uh, and they're top agents. And I say, you know what? I've got respect for those people because they, they know their industry. So please, please, please recognize that they're, they're good agents and there's, they're bad agents. There are new agents that are just as good as old agents, but they're uh, older agents, people that have been in the business a while that know the market. You need to understand how much money you could lose by using a bad agent. I, it would it would baffle you. I mean, it would uh, astonish you to see the money that you've lost on that side. So we want to talk about um, staying motivated, staying in the game. The biggest thing is understand that your system is always evolving. Your company should always be changing. There is never a perfect company because as we know in the last six months, the economy, the situation, the scenario can shift instantly. 
So what does that mean? Your company has to be able to shift as well. Does that mean changing core principles? Absolutely not. But in a changing environment, you have to be flexible. So we, we've done a lot of changes at the Space Place uh, to include Zoom meetings, Zoom um conferencing uh, to doing buyer consultations over Zoom. I mean, things like that. If your company didn't have that before and it doesn't now, they're going out of business because the old way of doing business, we've got a new normal. That's that's just what it breaks down to be. A new normal, I don't know how long it's going to be, but at this point, you have to change the way you do business. So you've got to be constantly evaluating, constantly changing, which means you've got to be a business owner and not an employee. Listen to me. You've got to be a business owner and not an employee. So sometimes you have to do, you have to take out the trash. Sometimes you have to, to mop the floors of the restaurant. But you always have to be thinking big picture as well as you have to see the forest and the trees. And that's a hard, hard thing to do, people. So recognize your talents. Recognize what you're good at. Uh, hire people that can help you. Pay for consultation. People have done this before. I'm not the only person struggling with this. That's, that's what Kevin Stapp told me. And that's true. I'm not the only person that's ever been through this. So uh, really the biggest thing is, uh, like for us, we're looking at three different three different levels of, of communication, three different levels of where our, our, um, our business is going. So I'm looking at rental properties. I'm looking at um, consultation, podcast type stuff. And then I'm also looking at real estate sales. One person looking at all that. So that means you've got to start building that 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 pyramid, that that triangle, that that uh, support staff, train them properly, invest in the right people and say no to people that are taken from you. Say no to the, the things that aren't as profitable. And it can be something as small as driving from one place to another to, to deposit a check. Well, I mean, I could save literally probably 20 hours a year, maybe 40 hours a year. By doing some sort of a picture deposit. Think about that. How many little things could you eliminate to create more time for you? How much How much more value would I have in 20 hours? Half of a week. How much money can I make? How much time can I spend on my family? So I hope you guys have enjoyed Your Dollars Making Sense today. Uh, we're coming up on the close. If you want to be a sponsor of Your Dollars Making Sense, I don't care if you live in Montana or Coleman, Alabama. It, it's not necessarily just a local thing. We're growing our podcast. we got some big things going here soon. Um, and, and we want to have more folks on the show talking about business, talking about entrepreneurism, because that's where we're shifting to. Uh, in, investing is so important. Money it, it, money changes hands uh, when, when value is added. But the entrepreneur side is what's holding our country together right now. I think I heard um, <clears throat> Mark Cuban say that to, uh, in an interview the other day. Entrepreneurism, small business is what is holding us together. It's not the large companies looking for a handout. So take that into account. We want to have more sponsors. We want to help more good people get to a better place. We want to build financial intelligence. If you guys want to contact me, reach out on Facebook. You can email me at uh, richardneesteam at gmail.com. Uh, you can hit us up on therichardneesteam.com. Uh, we, we would love to help you. You can also hit me up on Facebook or find us on Facebook. Uh, we hope you guys have a great weekend if you're listening to us uh, on Spotify or iHeartRadio, whatever time of day it is. We hope you have a great day and a great evening. Uh, and and really, we've got the 4th of July coming up. I think we're, we will actually be – I'll do a 4th of July ceremony or special on that day. But you guys have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week.